This episode is brought to you by Paycor, the HR and payroll software made for leaders. It's never been harder to recruit, hire, and engage workers. That's why HR leaders and frontline managers depend on Paycor for all things people management, from onboarding and performance reviews to compensation and benefits. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. Welcome to The Final Four is Not in the Schedule. I'm your host, Eric, alongside with expert analyst Rod. Thanks for joining us on the best MSU basketball podcast featuring an in-depth recruiting, game matchup, and post-game analysis. We dive deep to give you the best tools to enjoy the Spartans and impress your friends and family. Hey everybody, it's Eric alongside Rod here reporting in from blustery, now snowy Chicago. After Michigan State's disappointing 68-58 loss in the, their first round, which was the quarterfinals against number 13 seed Ohio State. Uh, before we begin, I just want to thank all of you who support the show. If you want to support the show, you head on over to tffinots.com support. There you can give one-time gifts via PayPal or Venmo or a recurring monthly donation through Patreon. Uh, boy, I mean, this is a, for our family, we've been sort of spoiled in the Big Ten tournament. This is our fourth, I guess we've gone to. We went to the first one of the United Center, which for us was when Michigan State won with Cassius Winston. And then the next year, we got to Indianapolis, watched half of one game, and then they called off the entire thing as COVID you know, ended everything. Uh, then we went, and I won it all last year, which as regular listeners know, my wife's an Iowa fan. And so then we saw only one loss, and Michigan State ended up losing in the semifinals for Purdue. And so we only saw our team lose one time. Uh, and then, you know, then this year where neither team, not only did they not, neither win, win a game, but uh, they both got wiped out by the same yeah. team, which is kind of strange. The, the 13 seed yeah. Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, you know, I guess looking over this, this uh, I mean, this is a poor defensive effort, even worse shooting effort uh, or production by Michigan State. And we always talk about they need to hit the threes. They didn't hit any hardly uh, today. And they were just, they, you know, I guess, you know, you can say, well, maybe they're a little sleepy that Ohio State had played a couple games, but uh, it, it was beyond that. Cause Michigan State came out. Okay. To start the game, they're up seven to two, I think, or even nine to two. And, and then just the wheels kind of came off and they just weren't able to get anything going offensively. And Ohio State was hitting shots to the credit. I mean, they were hitting some, they were hitting the threes when they were there. Even guys who aren't normally shooting threes very well, like Justice Suing, we've, I think he was like a 20 some percent yeah. shooter most of the season. Although we've, both thought that he's actually a much better shooter just hasn't worked for him this year, but today he was on and he's what really, I think really propelled them in the first half that and Bruce Thornton, who is really coming on at the end of the season. Um, I think it's, I tweeted this out after the game. Uh, it's one thing to miss shots that happens. It particularly can happen to you when you're playing your first game in a tournament, you know, playing in these kind of venues, uh, the United Center, it is a little different than Big Ten arenas. So um, it's not the first time we've seen that. And it won't be the last. But when you can't match the energy and the toughness of a team playing its third game in three days, down two starters, down Zed Key, down Bryce Sensabaugh, their leading scorer who did not play today because of a knee injury, um, and you never do anything to make that team feel the least bit uncomfortable. That 
is a problem. That is the thing you didn't want to yeah. see. I don't really care that. I mean, the Big Ten tournament is nice to win. There are years where it feels more important than others. And typically, that's in a scenario where I feel like Michigan State is trying to validate something. So like a year where they're a co-champion in the conference, for example, you know, and right. there have been lots of those instances. So uh, this was not one of those years. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me from strictly from that perspective, because it doesn't really matter that much. Although we'll see if it matters on the seating line. I'm going to be interested to see, you know, that's the one downside here and it we may be actually at the end of everything being grateful that ohio state was still ranked relatively decently in the metrics because <laughs> yes it's possible this loss could tip msu to an eight but you can hope it doesn't because ohio state has actually not only weren't in terrible shape entering this tournament relative to their record, what your expectations might be, but they've done themselves a lot of good, certainly in beating, in beating Iowa and Michigan state the last two days, they have to have. Um, so sure. Yeah. That, that part, anyway, the, the lack of an ability to match that team's energy shorthanded and young and inexperienced, all of those things. That's the part that was very made it very, very difficult to watch. And that manifested itself on both ends of the court defensively. Look, you can say with some justification that Ohio state did hit a lot of tough shots. They did. And, but I think the fact that Michigan state did very little to ever make them feel uncomfortable in running their stuff, um, did a very poor job in dribble denial um that had a lot to do with ohio state getting to the point that they were in a spot where they would make some of those contested shots so what msu did contest they were already in a rhythm you know and you're right you yeah, had right. guys i mean to see uh, to see suing and roddy gale just torture yeah that's not anything you expect coming into a game no question but it happens sometimes. And if it was just one of those things, I say, okay, it's just one of those things. But I, I really felt like Michigan State heavily contributed to this defensively, just not where they needed to be. Izzo in the post game said they had just had three great days of practice. That's the old, you know, kiss of death. Um, but <laughs> that they had been really good and they came out and were not good today defensively. And then offensively, Man, uh, we could certainly talk about the threes, and it's obvious that an obvious thing to say that when Michigan State doesn't get production from three, they struggle to score. Okay, truth. But a bigger mm -hmm. point is when AJ Hogard is not dialed in and he is not playing the way he needs to to get the entire offense moving, they're going to struggle. And that's what happened today. AJ had a terrible game. I know he hit some shots late. And I don't know how much of it you saw at the United Center, but um, he spent some he spent some lengthy stretches on the bench, a lot, and he had bench. Izzo talking to him. That wasn't just sit down on the bench and think about things. That was a two way conversation going on for a lot of that, particularly the stretch in the second half. 
Um, but look, that's just the bottom line. And we've been saying it more or less all year. They're going to go as far as they go based on the play of AJ Hogarth. If he is like he had been for most of the last three weeks, they can hang with anybody. If he plays like tonight, they could easily go out the first game next week. I mean, it's just that simple. He has got to be better. And I don't mean scoring. That's the last thing I mean. He was not good defensively. Um, offensively, he wasn't getting into the teeth of Ohio State's defense. He wasn't making Ohio State make choices. He wasn't making smart plays. He wasn't making anybody else better. That's really it. The decision-making was bad. The intensity was lacking. There's just not much, not much more to say. And, and so as a function of that, you really didn't have anybody get going. You know, I would say jo- Joey Hauser yeah. is the one guy who did the most to step up and play. You know, Malik Hall had one of those days, just a bad day. Um, he really struggled to do anything. Jaden was okay. Tyson was okay. Not great. And, you know, I, I would say actually the other guy, the other guy other than Joey who can feel good about the game he played today, I think was Mario. That's about it. That's yeah, where it is. He was pretty good. Yeah, um, but. Yep. I thought a big moment in the game and look, there was a ton of time left, so you can't say, well, that was it, but really did feel like a momentum backbreaker. Michigan state came out of the locker room down nine at the half and immediately put a run on Ohio state got within two. Yep. AJ made probably his best play of the game um, in finding Jackson Kohler on a slip screen. And Jackson just blew a layup point blank. It would have tied the game. Michigan state would have continued its momentum. Instead, he blows the layup. Ohio state comes down. They bust a three. They get a, I think it was two threes because they had it back up to eight. Yeah. Back to back. It was back back to to eight eight. in a heartbeat. And Michigan state never could get over the hump. There were a couple of times they got it to five or six, but they couldn't, they just couldn't ever get over the hump from there. And I do think that was the moment where I know for me, I felt like not our day. Uh, whereas I think if he hits that layup yep. and you tie it, look, there's no guarantee Ohio State still doesn't come down and bust those threes. But I think I would have liked to have seen Ohio State under that level of pressure where Michigan State had actually tied it and to see what happens from there. I Look, I'll, I'll give them credit. They are playing as well as I think this particular group of players is capable of playing right now, because this wasn't just today. I mean, they took care of Iowa last night. They took care of Wisconsin fairly easily in the opener they, you know, mm-hmm. they've won. Yep. What is it? They're, they're two. So they're four and one. They're five and one, I think in their last six. And the only loss was at present. So they've definitely found some things that work. I, I think their luck runs out tomorrow because I think trying to deal with Edie is just going to be an, another experience entirely, especially, you know, and, and if they, so I assume they don't have sense about, I don't think they're winning it, but hats off to them. I mean, they just, they came out and they looked like the more mature and more energetic and more forceful team. And when you do those things, you deserve to win and they deserve to win. Yeah, I, I guess as far as individual performance, you know, the, the line speaks for itself as far as AJ, two assists, two turnovers, Walker, two assists, two turnovers. 
And I, I do think I, I was impressed with Mahdi that he brought some energy. He had that block, which was big and that during that beginning part. And, but you know, that's, you're not, that's not a winning formula when you, when you have uh, such, I think poor defense really. And that's what leads to their offense oftentimes. Right. And that the defense is really pretty shoddy. And then you, you know, when you're not playing defense, you can't get the offense going and that's, and, and then Ohio State, Ohio State felt comfortable. That's one thing I would say in the first half. the other way, too. I, I go back to what Mike Garland has talked about when we've had him on the show, how teams that are offensively oriented when they're not hitting shots can start to go bad on the other end, too. That it impacts right. that. It should. Sure. Michigan State as a program, its history is that does not happen very often. Usually, if they're playing poorly offensively, they're going to check even better to turn it into a slugfest and and just try to just try to eke it out, but win ugly, you know. But this particular group, it's funny. They were very good defensively for most of the year when the offense was struggling, and it kept them in games, got them some wins. Now it had flipped, and then today when the offense was not there, I think questionable defense was was right back in town i mean it was stuff that you just missed assignments just not not communicating um just some really really bad stuff and then just as i said they never found they just never found energy in this game just never came out and looked like they were going to be first to loose balls the hard i mean they didn't get killed on the glass but other than that, you can, you can see that the, the, just watching the game, they were the slower team to react period. And that just should never happen. That just should not happen. You have a bad day. You miss some shots. You get beat that way. All right, fine. It happens that what we saw tonight or this afternoon. No, there's no excuse. Yep. No, that's no question. And it was not for lack of, attempts by the coaching staff to find a lineup that work or some yeah. sort of person to insert. And they tried everyone. They tried going small. They were going big. I mean, it didn't really matter what they did. It just, it just wasn't, it wasn't working today for Michigan state, except for that uh, two little brief spurts. And I would tell you from inside the United center, that was, that crowd was 90% Michigan state. I mean, it was that you could hear that it. arena. You could hear re- it. Yeah. I mean, sure. It, it was ready for something. And they just, Ohio state did a fantastic job of just the few times it got close and there was some, they just, they shut the crowd up and they, the, there was the start at seven to two. And then there was the run in the first few minutes of the first half. And that was it. I think they even that got down to it. six with like eight minutes left or something like that. And you thought, well, they had well maybe six with 56 like to 50, I think. Yeah. And then the crowd kind of got into again and then Ohio state scored a bucket. But again, all those times were after Michigan state had had a chance to even cut it further and they'd have a turnover or some really bad possession offensively. Yep. And then, you know, Ohio State, or even they'd get a stop and Ohio State would get an offensive rebound off of, out of bounds, you know, or something like that. And they managed well, to there was one big, off. there was one big segment where they were desperately looking for a stop and the ball got batted around off about three guys. And the last one was Joey. Yeah. yeah I don't right. blame him. No, I just, it's just one of those things, but it was the, that, that was the story of the day. Just not, not in the plays that are there to be made. Um, and so disappointing from that perspective, you know, um, I think if you're, I mentioned this in our preview, the one thing about losing in the big 10 tournament is unlike the regular season, 
um, if you're already in the tournament. Yeah, you got another at game. least. There's a there's a silver lining, not just that you have another game, but that well, okay, so we get a little more rest. I'm not sure that Michigan State needed rest. They just had, I mean, they were off. They played <laughs> their last game on Saturday. Yeah. Maybe they had too much rest. I don't know. Um, sometimes that can happen. And and look, this is me saying all these things. Do not interpret that to mean that I join the morons who immediately go to, <laughs> oh, they're done. It doesn't, if any season should, I'm not just talking Michigan State. I mean, everywhere, if any season should convince you of the fact that you cannot predict this stuff. You just never, there's nobody out there finds consistency. Nobody out there is a predictable scenario. Just look at this big 10 tournament. Yeah. Just look at it. Chalk one, one win for chalk or two wins, I guess for chalk. So (laughs) two wins for chalk, but, but you know, even more than that, Rutgers comes into this tournament. They would have been the last team, maybe Minnesota. You would have bet on to win a game the way they had played. They go out, they smack Michigan. And they gave Purdue everything they wanted today. So who would have who would have seen that coming? You know, um, Michigan State had offensively been red hot. What happens? <laughs> you know, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying Michigan State could go out in their first game in the tournament and they could throw another stink bomb out there and lose, or they could play exceptionally well and win. Both are entirely possible outcomes. Yeah. And to think otherwise, you're not really paying attention. So what we're doing here is we're just we're staying grounded in the reality of what we saw. That Michigan State playing that brand of basketball, forget about it. That won't get it done. That will not get it done. I don't care who they draw. That won't get it done. Yeah, I wouldn't trust them against Alcorn State playing like that. Uh, which, uh, the, yeah, maybe not, but I, but, but the point is, it's, yeah, no, I understand. They're, they're go, where they're going to be, where they're going to be living in this thing. They're most likely going to see, I would bet another high major. Um, yep. because oh, sure. if yeah. you're, if you're a, you figure the realistic possibilities now are a seven and an eight. So they're either going to see a nine seed or a 10 seed. Those are probably high majors that have struggled a bit. Yep. Um, it won't be a big 10 team because they don't thankfully, cause they don't do that in a first round matchup. Um, you know, but the, the problem of course, with being on the eight, nine line, as opposed to the seven line is you are going to be, if you win that first game, you're going to be in a second round game against the one seed. Now I've been saying all year, I do not believe the one seeds are anything close to what we normally expect from a one seed. And that is across the board. You can talk to me about Alabama. You can talk to me about Houston, Kansas. I don't buy it. So MSU could compete with all those teams and could even beat them potentially. But you would rather be playing a two, most likely, all things being equal. You know? Um, But I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. They put themselves... But the way they played today, they put themselves in this spot. And this is the disadvantage to what our bracketologist, Dom, was telling us. You figure the committee saw that game today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't think I don't think that means the world by any means. But if it's really close, as I suspect it's going to be, 
and, and Michigan State is right on a line with somebody else for a seven or an eight, which is possible. Um, that's not the right taste you want to leave in anybody's mouth. You know what they did today. Right. So um, so that's the that's the one thing that might be a little bit meaningful to come out of this loss from a Michigan State perspective. Other than that, let's just look. You got to those guys have to sit down and decide. What do we want to be? How do we want this season to be remembered? And, and this was not an encouraging step, but this isn't the end either. So they're going to have an opportunity to write another chapter and we'll see, we'll see if they can get it together. I mean, the biggest thing is just defensively. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, this is some bad defensive basketball and it's been that way during this whole period that everybody's gotten excited about the offense getting better. Right. It correlates. No so question. make sense of that. <laughs> well, well, uh, let's have a quick little bracket discussion in just a moment after we come back from the, this ads. There's no I in team, but there is one in indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Paycor. Paycor empowers leaders to build winning teams. With Paycor, leaders can recruit, onboard and train employees, set goals, and drive performance. If you're a leader, everyone depends on you. Who do leaders depend on? Paycor. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. So I just want to remind you once again of a true sponsor of the show. If you want to support our show, a great way to do that is to support our sponsors. The first being Nudge Printing. Nudge Printing prints high-quality Spartan apparel and also other schools in Michigan and elsewhere. You can head over to nudgeprinting.com. I have a bunch of things. They're fantastic. I wore one yesterday, uh, and I highly recommend this screen-printed. Uh, they're very soft, very wearable, both their sweatshirts and their T-shirts. They also have cool decals. I've got one on my computer right now as I'm holding here. On, my, uh, on the road show here for the Final Four is on the schedule. Uh, head on over to nudgeprinting.com. You can select uh, whatever you want. You get 20% off if you enter in the coupon code FINAL4 at checkout. Also, if you have water problems or maybe you're not sure if you have water problems and you're out on the west side of the state, make sure you contact Kurt Stauffer and his team at the Brothers Just Do Gutters. They specialize in only doing gutter work. And they'll make sure your house stays nice and dry, at least around uh, around your house. And so check them out. You can go to kurt.staufefer at brothersgutters.com or you can check out their link on the show notes of the podcast uh, on your podcast player or on the website. 
Again, Kurt Stauffer, you can get 10% off if you say Final Four for your either gutter cleaning, repair, or replacement work. Uh, so just briefly about the brackets, you know, looking at uh, the, the uh, seed list, which is looking at just a second ago. And Michigan State is was Dom, at least we've talked on the show a couple times, at Bracket Dom. He has Michigan State as a seven seed. And so the question really is, you know, anyone below you in the eight or nine, you're going to move you down into an eight. And so, you know, looking at the sevens, they have Michigan, he has well, Michigan and State. Well, and the other... And the other sevens too, because if if he's right, and I've seen other people have it this way, Michigan State wasn't just a seven seed; they were a high seven seed. Yeah, he has him as so again the third. We're assuming. Yeah. What's that? Oh, I was going to say he has his, has Michigan State as the twenty seventh team, which is the number oh, three seven. I hadn't, I hadn't kept up. So the other okay. so the only seven seed lower is Missouri, and then the top eight seed is Maryland. While well, they're done playing. The next seat, next eight is Arkansas. Well, no, Maryland's Maryland's not done. Oh no, that's right. You're not, they're not playing. They can still play. They beat Minnesota, Indiana. so they're right. playing Indiana. I'm assuming they've lost, so which I shouldn't assume that. We got a root. We got a root for Indiana. Right, and then so the eights are Maryland, then Arkansas, then FAU, and FAU is still playing. They're going to be in the championship game of conference. You say Iowa, and Iowa's done playing. Illinois, they're done playing. West Virginia, Boise, Memphis are the nine seats. And so I think all those teams are done as far as I'm aware. That helps. Yeah. So that I helps. think, I think, you know, the question is going to be seven, eights, and you know, this is such razor thin margins. It's going to be hard to know exactly. You won't know until obviously selection day. And I think, you know, whether you're an eight or nine, I don't think it makes one diff- like a difference except what color uniform you wear. Um, right. No, but I think, doesn't. you know, to, to your point about the teams you're playing, I mean, they're almost all, High major teams, Providence, I guess you'd say, but that's a Big East team. So Providence, USC, counts. USC is yeah. a Big Ten team, right? Uh, Penn State, uh, you know, Auburn, yeah. <laughs> Memphis, Boise State, West Virginia. And these are all teams that are like, like you said, these are all flawed teams. And this is going to be. I feel like this happens a lot of times in the tournament with Michigan State. Not that that's surprising because they're really like perfect teams. That there is a team that's you don't know who a team's going to show up, and you're like, well, this team could win a bunch in a row. Or they could just flame out right away and just you just you don't know until you start just like this tournament, you you sort of make assumptions going in and then you don't really know until the ball is well, tipped. Yeah, and it's and it's going to be a very simple equation for Michigan State in my mind. Um, one, they've got to defend better. They've got to they've got to find their energy level and execution defensively. Uh, there's way too many moments where they're confused, where they're a half step late. Just that shouldn't be happening at this time of year, but that's, that's something that has to happen. And then the second thing is what AJ Hogart are you getting? Right. Which one, you know, if, if today was something that he takes to heart, then it's worth it because I would take, even if they dropped down a seed line and they were two really, because they would have had a shot theoretically at a six had they made a run, I think. And, um, that's not, you know, that's not going to happen. So, but if, if this means, if this loss means AJ learned something takes away from this and next week we see the engaged AJ Hogard that's worth it because the engaged AJ Hogard means Michigan state can beat anyone. And I, I do mean anyone Yep. that Michigan state can do that job. If they're checking 
And if they have an A.J. Hogard playing the way he mostly has for about the last three weeks of the season before today, they that's a team that can hang with anyone. Yep. So I'd take that. If they don't get those things, well, it ain't going to be a long stay. It doesn't matter who they're playing you know? at that point. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's it just do- It just doesn't. I mean, yeah, Michigan State, you know, they've got guys. I mean, Tyson Walker could go on a heater even if A.J. is off and – and I guess sneak a win out against somebody, but they're not, they're not going to do anything memorable. Let's put it that way. Um, but I, I just think this year, anything is possible. And that goes both directions. We saw it today. <laughs> you can get pretty much handled by a 13 seed or you can go out and you could take out a one seed in a second round game, those possibilities both exist and they're each a long way from zero. Yeah, I agree. In terms and, of what could happen. And I want to say too, and you look at the, um, if you want to, I guess you depend on you want to spin it, you know, at some level, if you think your goal is to make a final four, let's say that's, which is probably every season, that's probably the, the expert, the hope for a mission yeah. state team, you know, you're, unless someone does the dirty work for you, you're going to have to take out a one or two seat at some point in, early in your run right if you're not the one or the right. two and so right. you can do it early or you can do it later and so you know you know if you're an eight seed and you take out the one seed right away well then you know now your path is clear so to speak so in some ways it doesn't right. really matter that much because if i guess you want to get to the sweet 16 and they haven't been there in a while not that that's usually a, a goal for this team um but it's something you hope sort of to make that second weekend it's been a you know it's been a couple of years since we've been the final four <laughs> We've talked on this before. It's been all of four years and what, th- right? So three, three tournaments, three this tournaments, the third tournament. Yeah. Well, actually two terms, right? Yeah. It's two terms. Not well, this will be the third, right? This will be yeah. the third. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look, people that I get it, you know, Michigan state has made a habit of going on these March runs. Um, but I, I will say there have been years where this kind of performance has been an indicator of what we will see in March. And there have been years where they have, for all the times they've won the big 10 tournament, there have been a lot of occasions where they flamed out and still done early. Yeah. And, and then gone on. Now I would say most of those teams, I I had a better feeling about (laughs) than I did this one. You know, those were teams it's happened sometimes where team won the regular season in the big 10 and then didn't play well, uh, in a quarterfinal game that's happened. Um, but I guess I'm just pointing out, it's not necessarily a precursor for what's going to happen next week. Um, you know, this was a, this was a pretty wild one, you know, a couple of streaks ended in this game, which those who watched it on TV probably realize, but they're worth mentioning, I guess. This is the first time that a team who played on Wednesday has gotten to the semifinal. They've gotten to the quarterfinals before. It hasn't been going on that long because the Wednesday games, I believe, only started um, with the expansion to 14. So it's 10 years probably, right? Mm, is that right? Has it been that long? Maybe. Yeah, I guess you're right. Probably. Yeah. I guess you're right. It's <laughs> it's mighty close to that at least. Yeah. Yeah, with with uh Rutgers and and Maryland. Um but this is the first time 
it's happened. So Ohio State broke a streak in that way. Uh, this is also Michigan State three times previously in the Big Ten tournament had a uh, an eight-point deficit or at halftime or more at halftime. Yeah, I think so. And it was 3-0 and in those games. <laughs> they had come back and won all of them. Um, that streak obviously ended up, believe me, I was thinking about it when they made that run out of halftime, like, yep, here we go again. Didn't work out that way. Um, but you know, it's also one of those things that, uh, just from a purely basketball perspective, um, everybody got what they deserved today. You know, yep. uh, you, you give great credit to Ohio state. I mean, their freshmen, even without sense uh, maybe, you know, I would say this, yeah, maybe there better, might huh? be, there might be an argument. Yeah. That they're better. And I think primarily that might be on the defensive end. Cause that's really struggled to guard people. It's, I won't say it's quite a jet Howard scenario, but it's probably closer to that than Ohio state people would like. And, you know, look, if this is what it took to get Roddy Gale going and give him confidence to, to get these kind of minutes. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see Ohio state, regardless of what happens from here next season, because they're going to bring, I'm pretty sure sense has gone and they're going to lose some of these guys, you know, uh, likely McNeil suing those guys are all gone, yeah. but they're going to have a core. Now they can look at Thornton. They can look at Gale. They can look at Okpara. Uh, Zed key, presumably back a hundred percent. That could be a very good one, two punch at center. Um, and then they're bringing in a very good freshman class. So I would imagine they're going to be back in the portal. And if they make a, a good addition or two, it's going to be interesting to see whether they can build on this because right now as an Ohio state fan, you would feel great about how the season has ended with your freshman. I mean, Thornton's clearly elevated his game. Gale is finding himself as an impact player. And Okpara looks like, a, at the very least, capable of forming a really good one-two punch yep, with I Key. That's a, that's a great place to start. I mean, that takes care of your point guard, one wing spot, and the five. You're in pretty good shape. And the guys they recruited are all, you know, forward wing types. So... They've, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they carry it over. That would, that would be the thing. But if you're an Ohio state fan, you have to feel pretty good about what you've seen over the last two, three weeks. It, it's, it's put at least a little more positive spin on what was a really bad year. Yeah, definitely a little bit more to look forward to. And heck, you're only two games away from a miracle and making, yeah, that's being the first that's team to make it a tournament. I don't think that's <laughs> happening, but, but I am going to be, I'll tell you the interesting thing tonight's bracket. Um, I am going to be very interested to see Penn state Northwestern. Yeah. I mean, Northwestern's had an ability to snuff some of these games out with their defense, but I, I, I picked Penn state to get to the title game. I picked it Penn state against Purdue. Um, and if Penn state could get past Northwestern, I think they're going to win the semi against either Maryland or IU. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna try and squeeze out of here and head down down to the United Center to catch the evening matchup. It's not as much fun without your teams playing, but you know, yeah. it is it is what it is. And uh, I do enjoy the basketball in general. I know all the players, so it makes it a lot more enjoyable than going to some random um, 
you know, basketball tournament. Uh, so a couple quick programming notes. First, we are having, uh, well, we'll be back for, the, we'll have a bracket show uh, probably Sunday night, right? Well, or Sunday mm-hmm. or yep. Yep. Monday Sunday will come night. out. I'm not sure when, depends when we get it recorded and all that stuff. And I think we're going to have to try and have Dom on to help um, to go over the brackets as well a little bit. And then also, we are going to have a bracket challenge. There'll be a couple of prizes. We'll see how many people enter. But our plan would be to have uh, a hoodie and a couple of t-shirts as prizes for the top, the top uh, picks. You'll be able to do that. We're going to use the ESPN site just because it's the easiest. So if you don't, you'll have to have an ESPN account, but it's free. Uh, that link will be available on our website soon. And then also, um, you can actually look, you can actually sign up right now at TFFINOTS. Just search for that in the, the bracket challenge or the tournament challenge for ESPN. And you can find it there. Uh, Rob will be making his picks. I'll be making picks. Uh, basically, anyone is welcome to join and sort of see, have a lot of fun. Hopefully, Michigan State makes a little bit of a run too. Uh, but I guess we'll, I'll get out of here and head back down to watch some basketball. Unfortunately, not watching Michigan State anymore. I guess I'll have to. I'll just keep wearing my green, I suppose. So until next time, the final four is on the schedule. Go green. <laughs>